0: Welcome to the Flourishing Therapreneur Podcast, a podcast that equips therapists to thrive in business, expand their reach, and create flourishing and meaningful lives, both personally and professionally. I'm your host, Claire Blakey. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in private practice. I believe in being a multi-passionate therapist. You can have a thriving, financially impactful business. Be a leader in the community and also a business entrepreneur. You don't have to choose and your impact as a clinician can go beyond the therapy room. I believe that you can be a therapist and an entrepreneur, a Therapreneur. And I believe that every therapist deserves the tools, community, and resources to build thriving businesses and flourishing lives. I pair my passion and previous career in PR, marketing, and blogging with my education and experience as a clinician to equip therapists like you who are multi-passionate and wanting to pursue additional opportunities to grow your skill set and expand your reach. So what are we waiting for? Let's get going. Let's create impact and build flourishing lives and businesses we're proud of. Here we go. We go to Google for everything from recipes to answers to our most burning questions. But did you know that many people are also looking for therapist on Google SEO or search engine optimization is the number one way many therapists get clients and you can learn how to optimize your website for search engines too. This spring, I enrolled in Optimize Your Practice, Therapy SEO's signature group coaching program for therapists who want to learn SEO. Although SEO can get super technical and complicated, Christy Platinga, Therapy SEO's founder, made it super accessible, and I've already implemented things that I've learned in the program. So if you're tired of wondering where your next clients are coming from, Head to optimizeyourpractice.com waitlist to get more information about how learning SEO can transform your private practice. Hi Alyssa, welcome back to the Flourishing Um, If you are listening right now, Alyssa was on the first season of the Flourishing Therapreneur. Her episode is wonderful. Feel free to take a listen. And today we are going to be talking a little bit more about how to host a virtual offering. So whether that's a retreat, a summit, a conference and using it as a way to either grow your private practice or if you are diversifying your income and selling a product, maybe promoting your offerings. And so Alyssa is like the perfect person to be on this podcast. She's not a therapist, but she's a dietitian, and she is a multi-passionate entrepreneur that has built a successful group practice and also is killing it with consultation and business coaching and is a great friend and human. So I'm really excited for you guys to learn from her. So Alyssa, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more and just share with the audience who you are, what you do, all the things?
1: Thank you so much, Claire. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be talking to you again. I mean, I'm always excited to talk to you whether or not there's a microphone, but (laughs) Um, it's great to be back here. I feel like I'm a friend slash the black sheep of this podcast because I'm like your only non-therapist <laughs> guest. Um, I'm the I'm the dietitian um, friend, but because my practice specializes in eating disorders and intuitive eating and more the emotional side, we function a little bit more like. Therapists, especially when we're talking about promoting our services and what we the work that we do. Um, we're definitely not therapists, but in some ways we're a little bit like food therapists. Yeah. Yeah. And we do body image work and things like that. So it's it's a lot more similar, um, which is why it's so good to talk to you and always be able to talk to you about growing our businesses and
0: what we're doing. Totally. Yeah. And so for people that are listening to just some background, Alyssa and I met because um, I'm a therapist that specializes in eating disorders and body image. We met on a local board for a chapter that supports professionals in the eating disorder community. And so whether that's therapists, psychiatrists, dietitians, all the collaborators in treatment, I feel like we met maybe seven years ago, six years ago. It's been a while now. It has been a while. Cause I feel like I was still in grad school and I've been out of grad school for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a long time ago, been licensed for two years. Well,
1: also we went through a pandemic and that was like, felt like six years.
0: Yeah. But also just so for anyone listening to you, like Alyssa's a dear friend, but also someone that we, for a while, we haven't been as good of it recently, but we used to, you know, do like monthly zoom check-ins about business growth and ideas and entrepreneurship so, we need to pick that back up. But today, you can kind of share with the audience a little glimpse of how we collaborate together and specifically what you are working on right now, which is a virtual offering. So, do you want to kind of highlight and maybe define? Because I know some of us are on email lists or follow certain accounts that maybe we've seen this type of promotion before. But if you haven't, what are we talking about?
1: That's a really good question. I'm always defining, trying to define what it is that that we're doing. <laughs> but first I did a virtual masterclass which was really fun. It was specifically geared toward non-diet intuitive eating and eating disorder dietitians mm-hmm. on trying to promote our services that aren't promising weight loss or any kind of fancy, flashy diet culture promises that are ultimately empty promises, but they're very attention grabbing and how we can learn from what diet culture is doing to actually promote services that truly help people, but more in the long-term, not a in two weeks, all of this, your life's going to be better because of (laughs) drinking this juice or whatever it is, uh, taking this laxative. So (laughs) what it is, but, um, I did a masterclass and that was really, really great. And then I wanted to turn it into really a virtual event where business owners could come together and learn from a lot of the top business leaders and coaches in the mental health, or non-diet intuitive eating and eating disorder spaces, because we have so much in common about the way we grow our businesses and offer our services. And I just noticed that there were a lot, there's just a lot of events out there that, are, that talk about growing your business. And some of the tactics are just something that I could never do to promote Give the type examples. of work that we yeah. do. Um, sometimes people do like uh different type of like testing that they charge for, oh. um, that's like not necessarily like fully backed by science mm. or, um, just making people, you know, especially for dietitians, just making people like meal plans yeah. and selling it online or even doing, you know, like there's definitely wonderful online courses, but when you're working with somebody who has really individualized struggles, you can't just have a course that's saying, go through this course to learn how to recover from your eating disorder, or like go through this course to recover from your long enduring depression. You know what I mean? So there are certain things that can help with that, but there's, You know, it's, it's a different thing than if you're trying to target one particular piece that's maybe not as Hmm. acute or involved as maybe some of the work that we do in our spaces. And I think therapists can really like relate to that as well, because it's very similar. Um, Sometimes you might just hear like entrepreneurship summits that aren't necessarily targeted towards therapists or
0: targeted towards helping professionals. And it's just not really that helpful. So some of the strategies might kind of be helpful to hear about, but not something that you would actually implement or maybe not relevant to your practice or not even considering some of like, I would imagine, you know, being a therapist specifically There's a lot of legalities on how you market yourself, how you connect with clients, Mm -hmm. things like that. So maybe other models might not have that type of consideration. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Like we couldn't ask people to leave us Yelp reviews, you know, we couldn't ask people to, or I wouldn't want to put my clients in that kind of position because our relationship is so, and, and what they're seeing me for so personal. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we'll do online, like anonymous testimonials that we're going to put on our website, but, you know, making video testimonials, like I would never ask a client to do that, even though that it's so powerful, but it's just not going to work or like before and after photos, that's never going to work.
0: Never going to work. Yeah. You know, well, I'm and, wondering, so like when we think about these virtual offerings, cause I really want to make sure the audience, when they're listening today are really getting, um, maybe a better grasp of what Why are we talking about this? (laughs) Like what, how can they use a virtual offering? Like they wanted to host a virtual retreat, like their private practice hosts it and they do it virtually. If they have a, another offering, like a course that they are trying to sell and they want to have their other company host it, um, how can they use this strategically and really help it build their practice or promote an offering? And like, what would be the reason, like the desired outcome of even putting heart and soul and energy into essentially a conference? Yeah. So what, what would be the the point of it?
1: Well, I think it's important to bring in a lot of different voices together and amplify different types of voices and different experiences. Like I'm bringing in people who have different experiences than I do that can talk about growing your business in other ways that they've been able to do it, that I might not even, you know, like I'm not an Instagram expert, but I have two people who are going to be speaking about promoting yourself on social media and utilizing your Instagram stories. Cool. And, you know, like I'm I'm really excited about it because those are those are hard things to do when you're in this space. Totally. So, um, and things that I'm still trying to crack, you know. So it's great to bring in all these different voices and all these different experts on different facets of growing your business so that you can figure out what's for you and what's not for you and what, what areas you want to focus on in the next year. So I think doing an event it also strategically, I think because it's a little bit more like time sensitive, like you have to register by a certain date, it kind of,
0: instead of having it just be like an evergreen course. Can we define evergreen? Cause it's not, I know me and you know a lot about this, but never hosted or prepared to launch a course you might not know what this is
1: sure so an evergreen course would be something that is always open you can always buy it you can always take it it's just come it's just sitting on your website for whoever to want to to register for it and take it so something that's a little bit more time sensitive it kind of pushes people to make a buying decision. Cause I know that Mm -hmm. there are certain courses that I've always thought like, Oh, that would be great to take, but it's always available. And so you might not necessarily make that buying decision unless that's why they do sales. Right. Or that's why we do like black Friday things or.
0: Totally. There's like an incentive, like you're going to miss this opportunity exactly. or if the course closes, it's only open from January to March. Exactly. Um, you might miss your window and then you have to wait another year or whatever. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit of like buying psychology. If something's always there, I think it's really great to have also evergreen offers.
0: And maybe being strategic about which one is evergreen and which one isn't. Exactly. of like your numbers or your kind of analytics of what's selling or what is trending, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering, so you're talking about this virtual retreat that you're in the process of literally, you know, coordinating, organizing, promoting. Um, What do you imagine? I know you mentioned amplifying others' voices and connecting in that way, having people speak into things like, you know, social media development or other topics to help whoever is attending the conference to really, or the virtual summit to really gain something from it. But I'm wondering, what do you gain from it? Like what are some of the physical or intrinsic (laughs) rewards of putting a lot of time and heart and hustle into this?
1: Well, I definitely think I just started doing offers for other professionals. Like I've been talking to other professionals about how we're growing our business. Like it's so wonderful and fun, but I just started doing some consulting and business coaching myself this, this summer I started kind of opening that up and started a new Instagram for it and all of that. Cause I kind of had this realization like in May that it just was like what I needed to do next. Mm. I just, we went on, my husband and I went on vacation and we were talking and I was like, where, you know, where does the business grow from here? And I just saw all of these, all of my colleagues and people who were, figuring out, trying to figure out how to grow their business and trying to figure out how to grow their, um, clinical skills and all that stuff is so expensive. It's so hard to manage all those different things when you're like, when you're in it as a practice owner. And so I was like, you know, there needs to be more offers out there to help support these business owners, specifically in, you know, the mental health or the non-diet intuitive eating eating disorder space.
0: Totally. And I I think that's also really where I also stepped in with the flourishing therapy too. And like, I don't know if you feel this way as well. Like, I think we're in a stage where people are starting to start speaking into these things, but I'm such a believer of we need more voices speaking into it. Everyone has a different philosophy, different personality in the same way. Like you wouldn't want just like five therapists (laughs) and you would want to have like 400 options locally to choose who the best fit is for you. And so I think if anyone's listening and they're like, really loving these kind of conversations and they have a lot of wisdom in terms of business growth. Like maybe you want to start something like this too. Maybe you want to no. follow Melissa or my footsteps and say, Hey, I have a vision like this too. And it might look a little different. And maybe I'm in a niche kind of like what you're doing with like the non-diet, you know, dietitians and eating disorder professionals. And so there's such a need. And I'm really grateful that you're forging a path and also sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, so getting the visibility, the networking with everyone who's either speaking or attending, amplifying other people's voices and also I think one of my big goals with it is to get connected with the people who are interested in the event and interested in this kind of development and and these conversations that we're going to be having at the event and figure out what like what are the missing pieces for them as far as the support that they need in growing their business. Because I do feel like there's a lot of gaps. Like I've worked with such amazing business coaches Mm -hmm. and had such amazing mentors and supervisors. However, I do feel like there's sometimes uh, gaps in just having that support, like, you know, some of us will just meet on our own, like you and I do, you know, just trying to like stay accountable, motivate each other, feel like we're in it together. And I feel like there's different opportunities for people to continue to also learn about different aspects of business that they haven't thought about as well. So I'm really trying to figure out what people are looking for and what they're needing and how I can fit
0: that into growing our offerings as a practice. Totally. Yeah. and it sounds like there's something really incredible about this virtual offering that you are doing, because it's kind of connecting all of those pieces that matter to you, like the accountability, the encouragement, the networking, the let's continue to grow and pursue other options. Um, and also just meeting a need, which I feel like a lot of great business ideas are stemming from like seeing a need and meeting them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm also thinking too, I'm just thinking of like, if I ever hosted something like this, something that would motivate me as well would be like growing either my email list by like collecting emails or growing um, visibility. If you have, let's just say 20 speakers that are going to speak, they're posting to their socials, which helps mm. grow your socials. They are trying to sell that you know, they want to encourage their audience to attend. So then you might have new people that join your email list through them. So I can imagine the marketing piece is really clever. um, Mm -hmm. But I can also imagine it takes a lot of time because I know we both have been on boards before. And even if you post one CE event, uh, that takes a lot of time to coordinate the logistics. So what would you say are like systems or structures that you're learning to use to make this come into fruition? Like what have you done? Like, how are you staying organized? How are you reaching out to people? Walk us through some of the logisticals. That's a great question. I
1: definitely made a list to start of individuals that I was really interested in having speak such as yourself
0: and
1: especially who I knew could talk on different aspects of growing a business. And then I started reaching out. I figured out the dates that would work best and what my goal was for number of speakers. Um, I had very few people who said no, that
0: they couldn't do it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. That says a lot about you as well. Like the relationships you've built and the trust that they have in you. It was so
1: nice. Like I was very surprised at how willing people were and how excited people were to participate in something like this.
0: Wait, do you need any more
1: speakers? Because I have someone in mind all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, you should have her speak. Maybe the next one. I'm I think I'm I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good for right now. There's um nine of us that are going to be speaking. Okay. So we've we've got a a, a lot of different backgrounds and topics that we're gonna be talking about, everything from your mindset to as a business owner to yeah, the social media, networking hiring, insurance, all of those different things, expanding your offering and your product suite which you're going to be talking about. Ah, I'm so excited to talk about it. <laughs> and passive income, you know, so we're going to have a lot of different great topics and so I listed some topics and who I think who I thought could speak about them. I reached out to different people. I had a bunch of people who told me like Uh, oh, you should get this person or you should get this person. So a couple of those, like, uh, you know, the couple of people who couldn't make it work, I reached out to some of the people who are suggested by other speakers. And so I think it's going to be really amazing. You know, that all is email. We're going to do it on Zoom and record it. Um, The biggest piece that I'm going to set up is on Teachable that I already set up. Everything's going to be posted to
0: Teachable afterwards. And for anyone that doesn't know Teachable is a software, people tend to use either Teachable or Kajabi to create courses or to sell offerings. So
1: yes, I really liked Teachable. Um, It made it really, really easy to also make a sales page. So my sales page is on Teachable because we're currently redoing our website. So the sales page is on Teachable and it makes it very easy to sell tickets and
0: link everything. And for anyone listening to a sales page, I know we're pretty familiar with it is essentially just a landing page. That's very aesthetically beautiful, really speaks into what they call like the pain points. So what the person that's listening or reading about it is wanting to learn or improve and has really simple call to action. So like tangible steps for them to sign up or incentives for them to sign up. And then they can just click the link, pay for it on the spot. And it auto-populates into like the email list that you're doing and all the things. It's very... I always feel like whenever I create something like that, I'm always so proud of it. I'm like, so yes. specific, but it looks so much better than I could have ever done myself, but I did it myself. But they just have a really great template you feel like a web designer. You're like, wow. I'm You're like, I'm, so,
1: I'm awesome at this. <laughs> and really, I'm, I'm not. I'm terrible. Like, I. When we're redoing the website right now, the web designer's asking me like very basic questions. I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? Like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Teachable made everything really easy. And right now, I'm going through the process of trying to figure out how to provide CES. I'm applying for so
0: ambitious. <laughs> I know we'll just add one more huge item to your to-do list, Alyssa. Of course, of course. But also the value, I'm also thinking, yes, that is a huge to-do list item because it's actually really like a lot of like hoops you have to jump through. But from an incentive standpoint for why someone wants to pay for something, I feel like especially as a dietitian, a therapist, whatever you are, yeah, you have kind of like a budget in your mind of like, oh, I'm going to spend 500 a year, a thousand a year on CES so when you know oh it's not just like something that's going to improve my business it's also going to check that other box off of ce's there are a lot there's a lot more buy in so i think that's actually really valuable yeah yeah so
1: i'm um, working on the dietitian ce's i i still have to figure out how to crack the code for therapist ce's because there's you know dietitians we just have one credential and one authority that tells the ce's
0: and you you all um we have so many different associations like Camp, APA, all the different things. Um, I know we talked about this offline, but I do need to connect you with Camp because I think there are a lot of like really great ways to avail of their um, accreditation, and it's not too complicated. I know all like I'm like you know I'm the president of the chapter locally, and all, all the chapters are accredited, but it's not too complicated. Like the process is pretty easy, and you don't have to be a chapter to be accredited. So. Okay. Yeah. The,
1: for dietitians it changed. You used to be able to register as a CE provider and now they kind of changed it. So doing that is extremely expensive, like tens of thousands of dollars. So now you have to apply like per event and then oh. you have to apply for like live events. And then once it's over, then I'll apply for it to be, to get CEs for the recorded
0: version. No, yeah. It's, I'm learning a lot through doing Yeah. And who knows? I mean, I know you mentioned that this is probably the first one that you're going to do. So I imagine in the same way, the first time you ever lead a group or the first time you ever do anything, you learn so much about how to do it differently the next time. So maybe this time it's one way and maybe next time you add the, you know, recorded versions as well, or, you know, you tag on that task in January for the second one you do or whatever. You'll, you'll know what the steps are and you also have
1: templates for everything. You know, you don't have to like, write out like this is the email to ask all the speakers to speak. And these are the emails I'm sending to my email list. You have kind of a, a templates for all of it. So You know, the first time is always going to be like
0: a a heavier lift. Okay, wait, real quick, because I I feel like we've touched on a lot of systems right now. So I want to kind of like summarize a little bit. of reflective as a therapist. What have we talked about? Um, But you've mentioned so many things. So you mentioned Teachable. So it sounds like. Teachable was a big one for me. Yeah. So finding a platform that will host them and that people can easily pay for to join and that will organize it well for you and be something you're proud of. But then there's also the piece of like coming up with a list of speakers and then also creating a template email that you would use to email all the speakers to ask.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: there's follow up emails because I know since I am a speaker for you, there's follow up emails of like, hey, I need you to submit your headshot, your bio, your resume, this, this, and that. So then you need to have those templates. Mm-hmm. And then I'm imagining you need to have like an email, like promotional that's going out, yes. flyer that links to the sales page. And then maybe a strategy of, you know, how are these hosted? Is it through Zoom? Does Zoom Mm auto-populate for the speaker? How do we do this in a way that's not too messy so it's easy for the user to engage in, but is it work on the back end? Mm -hmm. What am I missing? What else have you been doing?
1: Plus the CEs. um, I think those are the main ones that I'm aware of. I have an email. um, I use ConvertKit for my email list. I've mostly been sending out emails just two people. Like I sent out an email. That was one of the, uh, reasons I did the masterclass was to sort of have something, a free offering. So then you can upsell to the retreat. So I had everybody who registered for, for that. And so I'm sending them emails, um, because I'm really still building my email list of professionals who are in this space. Yeah. I sent an email to a lot of individuals in private practice like in my community who know us as a practice. Um, So I send an email to them uh, just to let people be aware of what was happening since they most of the time know me and know our practice to let them know about the event. So and then um right now we're still in pre-sale for the tickets. Um, Teachable does a really great thing where it lets you do coupon codes. Um, so one of my business coaches was talking to me about this. So you can do coupon codes. So for me, everyone who, um, does the presale, they get a coupon code and they get a certain, um, a certain amount off the registration price. And then, uh, once we go into regular sale, all of my speakers, if they choose to want to be an affiliate, I'll give them their own coupon code so that Anyone who registers using their coupon code will get a certain amount off and then I can track it and then funnel money back to the speakers who
0: promote so it. So there's an incentive as well for them to yes. keep promoting it because they're like, oh, I actually get like an, almost like an affiliate discount. Mm-hmm. You can get affiliate discounts, which I,
1: I feel like some people, you know, that's that's a good incentive to- Yeah, even be a part of it. Put it out to, you know, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm paying my speaker's, a little bit, but then you can get more through the affiliate. Um, if you, if you want to promote it and and teachable makes that really easy. I'm sure Kajabi makes it easy. Kajabi is very similar to that. Yeah. I use Kajabi. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting like system also, if you're trying to get your, um, speakers because you're asking them to do more work by promoting it and putting it on their Instagram and stuff. So, um, I think that, will is another interesting, just like strategy It doesn't add a whole lot of systems though, because you can just create the coupon code and then yeah, the, you know, teachable or Kajabi will probably, um, or you might be able to make affiliate links. I think okay. Kajabi might do that better. I'm just going to use, I'm just going to use the coupon code for teachable. Cause it makes it Oh, and then you can
0: kind of track who uses what coupon code. And, and that's so helpful to see who like, maybe who should be the returning speaker and who shouldn't, like who is putting the, the time in to like help generate um, mutual like exchange of energy and time and all of that. Well, I'm wondering since our time is wrapping up, if you have any like closing words or encouragement to anyone listening, like if someone's listening and then maybe I'm imagining some people are listening and they've never heard of this. And so they're like. Whoa, this is overwhelming. I just want to start a private practice. Why are you teaching me this? Um, And for others, as they dream up other business endeavors, other diversifying income options, other avenues to market their practice are like, wow, like this is maybe something I want to do. Maybe not yet. Maybe this Mm -hmm. is in one year or in five years. But like really just curious by this conversation, what kind of encouragement would you give to them in terms of taking the leap, at doing it or why they should do it?
1: For me, I would say that if you are interested in supporting other professionals, don't let your imposter syndrome get in the way, you know, because if you are starting your business or growing a business, you have something to offer mm. as far as insights or, encouragement to other people, especially being a therapist, you know, a lot of it isn't necessarily that you have to solve these problems for the entrepreneurs that come to you. It's just that you're creating a space for them to talk about it and sort through and help them figure out what, what's the best decision for them, because there's no right or wrong way to run a business is what I've learned. It's whatever decision feels best for you at that time. Mm -hmm. and just helping people figure out what that is for them. You don't have to know the answers to everything. You don't have to be a lawyer and an accountant and a business expert and an MBA and all these different things. You can definitely help other individuals in this space who are trying to grow their business based on if that's what you're passionate about helping Mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs to do. Um, and then as far as doing an event, I just think it's a great way to get your name out there. Yeah. I love networking with other professionals. So I think it's a great way to do that at the event Mm. with other speakers and to just get your name out there and show that you are passionate in this field and you're trying to make moves and make things happen and create, provide events and services that are going to be really valuable to your community.
0: Totally. Uh, this is encouraging. And you're not now you're making me be like, okay, I need to plan one of these. What am I doing? (laughs) I'll speak at it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even have to ask. I'm there. (laughs) I love how we do that for each other. It's really sweet, but yeah, I'm just thinking too, like, there might even be strategy. I don't think we've fully spoken to this piece, but I'm thinking like my first thought was like, oh, maybe I'll do it in January Mm -hmm. and do it. And in conjunction with like a group, like a masterclass group I'm launching or another course I'm selling to kind of build traction and trust. Exactly. So then they're like, oh, I just did this either free, you know, virtual retreat or a paid virtual retreat. I got a sense for the teaching style. I got a sense for the quality of I'm learning and Hey, I I, I'm bought in like, this is it. I need to commit to your long program or this 10 week program or this buy it once you have access for everything. So Mm -hmm. it's a
1: great way to build your product suite because then once you have the event, you can have the recording and you can continue to sell that on your website. And so and yeah, have people get to know your voice and your the way that you work, what things that you're an expert totally. in. And then so you can use it to continue to grow additional offerings, either because you've gotten great feedback from them about what they cared about, what they liked or they didn't like about the event. And that could inform whether future events or just future courses, masterminds, whatever you want to do in the future. And you're just kind of getting letting people get to know you, you're getting totally. to know them and you're putting yourself out there as somebody who's making these big moves,
0: even though, you know, it might feel really overwhelming. at times. Totally. And can you please tell me that you have like people supporting you? Like, do you have an assistant that's helping you with some of these tasks? Or are you doing all these tasks on your own?
1: Um, I do have an admin who, who helps me. She's especially, she helps me so much, especially with like, Canva, like we're making a uh, like a workbook of different worksheets for the event, and I'm like, can you make? I, I'm like, I want it
0: to be like this, but like not ugly. And she's like, I got you. <laughs> you know, like, when well, so that saves so much time. But sometimes we get so stuck in like the minutia and like the yeah. the nitty gritty of like, oh, I spent three hours trying to format this when I could have seen three clients and made X amount of money. You're like, what am I doing with my time? I know. And she's so good at it. She can do
1: it in like a quarter of the time that I would yeah. do it. You know, so it's totally. that's really helpful. I have a business coach who looks over a bunch of my stuff. You know, it's it's definitely a team effort.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's your vision, but you also recognize your limitations and you also recognize that for it to really be successful, you can't do it alone, whether that's oh, asking absolutely. for people to join you as speakers, whether that's having an admin or a business coach. But thank you, Alyssa, for being here today and for just inspiring this conversation. And, um, I will also with this podcast episode, I have a little link at the end with your, um, upcoming summit. So that will be nice for people if they want to attend.
1: It will be called the nourished accelerator. So my, my practice is nourished with kindness. So the business event is the nourished accelerator, virtual online business retreat. And it will be September 22nd to 23rd, which is a Thursday, Friday of this year. Thank God. Uh, (laughs) I'm not planning this for another year. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you there.
0: Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks,
1: Claire. So great to do this.
0: Are you looking to grow your non-diet or eating disorder practice? Then join me. I'll be speaking on adding new revenue streams at the Nourished Accelerator, an upcoming virtual business retreat led by Alyssa, who you just listened to on today's episode. We'll be hearing from experts on everything from optimizing your efforts on social media to creating new revenue streams. We'll also have a Q&A time with every speaker and happy hours at the end of each day to network, ask questions, and get planning. So join us Thursday, September 22nd through Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Use the code FLOURISH for $20 off your registration. See you there. So you wanna launch a private practice, but you don't know where to begin. Well, you are in luck. Our signature course, Flourishing in Private Practice is coming October, 2022. This 12 hour self-paced course is perfect if you are a pre-licensed student trainee associate, or even a licensed therapist that is wanting to learn more about strengthening your private practice or curious to take the leap from agency to being your own boss. This course will walk you through all the steps from the basics of setting up your business structure, creating your brand, building your reputation in the field and strengthening your systems to help your business flourish. This course is filled to the brim with tangible examples Templates and structure to help your business thrive and for you to grow and flourish personally and professionally. If this is you and you are wanting in, go to our website at theflourishingtherapeneur.com to join our waitlist to be the first to know when the doors open. We also have a free download on our website called 10 Steps to Starting a Private Practice, and it's available for you today. So if you're wanting to get started sooner or dip your feet into the idea, don't wait another moment. Thank you for tuning in to the Flourishing Therapreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review as that helps other clinicians and therapreneurs find our community and thrive through our offerings. Want to take your business a step further? Visit theflourishingtherapreneur.com or our Instagram with the same handle. Connect with our free community or sign up for an upcoming course to help cultivate your thriving business and endeavors so you can flourish personally and professionally. Until next time, I'm your host, Claire Blakey, and I believe you deserve to flourish as a Therapreneur.